Hello, and welcome to The Goldmine, where you can find new investment insights from your favorite financial writers every day. Hello, I'm Blair Ducanet, and this is Every Single Time. Stocks can go down? How quickly we forget. I'm amazed to see investors get spooked every single time. Stocks typically sell off roughly 7 to 10% at least once a year. A few months later, we've forgotten the reason for the sell-off because markets recover and move on to new highs. There's a graph here that shows the largest intra-year decline for the S&P 500 index versus the calendar year return. In most years, stocks finish higher. And also in most years, there are decent-sized sell-offs. In 2020, stocks were down 34% at one point and finished the year up 16%. Now that was an historic reversal, but the theme here is not as rare as you might imagine. In 2019, stocks declined 7% at one point and finished the year up 29%. In 2016, down 11% to up 10. In 2014, down 7 to up 11. I like to make fun of ridiculous financial market headlines. And yesterday, which was Wednesday, May 12th, I saw this one. Stocks have the worst day since, wait for it, January. Holy cow! The worst single day for stocks in four months? This dramatization wins eyeballs, and more eyeballs lead to more advertising dollars. Don't forget that media is a business too. The S&P 500 index is less than 4% from all-time highs and is up over 40% since this time last year. And we're supposed to be worried about a 4% decline? Have we already forgotten that day in March last year when stocks were down 13% in one day? I wanted to throw up that day, but instead, I wrote a post encouraging investors to deploy cash on the sidelines. No matter how many times I beat the drum that media consumption is detrimental to financial health, investors fall prey to this entertainment of fear. I get it. It's human nature. Watching a portfolio decline in value is scary every single time. This week, investors are worried about inflation. Last year, it was a global pandemic shutting down businesses and schools. I got to admit, that one was pretty scary. Before that, it was trade wars, the taper tantrum, the downgrade of the U.S. credit rating, a subprime mortgage crisis rippling across the global financial system, the bursting of the dot-com bubble. Should I go on? There will always be another crisis. But since inflation is the topic of the day, let's address it. Prices are up 4.2% over the last 12 months. That's not an insignificant amount of inflation. Since the end of the financial crisis, the Federal Reserve has struggled to get inflation above its benchmark of 2% a year. Price increases aren't that shocking, really. The pandemic shutdowns created a combination of supply shortages and pent-up demand. Throw in a massive amount of fiscal stimulus, and there are a lot of dollars floating around chasing a limited supply of post-pandemic opportunities. Consider that there will be not one, but two jazz festivals in New Orleans over the next 12 months, one in October and another next spring. We are making up for lost time here. In Microeconomics 101, the first principle is that price equilibrium is at the intersection of the supply curve and the demand curve. More demand equals more supply or higher prices. Supply can take time to catch up, so prices rise in the meantime. 
Demand is outstripping supply right now, so it makes sense that prices are going up. You can see this in the labor market, too. The hospitality industry needs to hire a ton of workers this summer. In normal times, many of these jobs are filled by temporary workers from overseas. Restrictions on international travel make that impossible this year. Now, there's a shortage of labor. Employers are forced to raise wages, the price of labor, to find people willing to do the jobs. Price is the self-correcting mechanism of free markets. And I gotta admit, it's fun to watch this happening to wages, which have painfully lagged inflation for decades. So allow me to summarize my thoughts here. Stocks sell off regularly. Sell-offs are a feature of investing, not a bug. Inflation isn't as scary as it sounds, yet. In fact, inflation may end up being a good thing if it causes wages to go up. But none of this rational reasoning can eliminate the fear we feel when the value of our portfolios decline. It happens every single time. For more of my insights, you can follow me at BlairBellCurve.com. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is brought to you by Ritholtz Wealth Management. Clients of Ritholtz Wealth Management may maintain positions in the securities mentioned on this podcast. If you're new to investing, check out liftoffinvest.com to get started with us today. Stop!